0: what's up party people uh welcome to the first episode of killer pod from outer space presents supplemental with jeff de batista i am jeff de batista um this is going to be more of a one-man show just me going down a lot of the special features um the art basically everything us uh collectors of physical media are looking for um You know, if you listen to our regular show, you know, I got a stack of Blu-rays always sitting around that I haven't watched yet. Um, But the biggest reason for me buying them usually isn't so much the movie as everything that comes with it. Um, And, you know, I don't really get to talk about it that much on the show itself. And sometimes, you know, there's hours worth of special features on these things. So I figured I'd do a little show uh, on my own and drop it whenever. So anyone who's interested in this kind of thing can listen and check it out. So, the very first episode, right now, uh, is going to be on the Blu-ray Criterion release of Shaft. It's a newer release, uh, released this year, 2022. Um, Two discs, great, great cover art. Um, Lots of, like, purples and orange and red and pink. It's uh, very cool. Just kind of... Uh, you know, let you get get into what you're going to get into, if that makes any sense. Um, so, let's get into this. You know, you open up the, the Blu-ray itself, you get your inside leaf. It's an essay. Uh, just kind of run down how Gordon Parks, the director, got started. um little behind-the-scenes things about how the studio... Wanted to change uh, the story from New York to LA and they wanted uh, Shaft to be a white man, but Parks wasn't having it. And um, Parks was pretty well respected um, for this point. I think this is a second movie, but he was a very um, revered man uh, in entertainment in that he did documentaries and he photographed for like Vogue and Life magazine. And he was really in, although he did not agree with uh, a lot of the black extremist parties, um, Malcolm X and folks of that nature. Um, they had like mutual respect for each other, even though he did not um, agree with what they were doing on the radical front. But he um, he was tasked with photographing them for life. And, you know, uh, they just kind of became, uh, I don't know want to call it friends, but acquaintances and they respected each other so on the first disc you're going to get into obviously the movie shaft Uh, i'm not going to review that or anything here it's uh it's awesome i suggest you see it it's uh, shockingly the first time i had ever seen it and loved it so with that now comes my favorite thing is just diving into these special features um so the very first thing we get it's the making of shaft um with uh this footage which is really rad it's um uh gordon parks and isaac hayes basically just sitting in a room full of musicians and they are coming up with the shaft the iconic shaft theme song i mean everybody knows what it is you don't even have to know who shaft is you know what the song is but i mean it's essentially they make it i mean on a whim um the whole hi hack sequence was apparently just the drummer warming up and then Parks was like, keep going with that. And then it just rolled from there. Um, and that all comes from an old, uh, I don't know, if it was, I guess it was a TV series or something they did in theaters. It was called Soul in Cinema. And uh, I guess it concentrate, concentrated on um, black cinema, even though there really wasn't much back then. Um, Shaft is really responsible for kind of breaking the door open on it. Um, the next special feature we get is a, a documentary called Revisiting Shaft basically goes over uh your cultural relevance you know how there was silly little things like uh, it, it's the first time they allowed a mustache on a black hero you know stuff like that comes up and then everyone kind of ag- agrees that the the film itself uh you know is bigger than any political statement you know shaft weaves in and out of these different cultures the you know the police the street thugs the black militants, um, he's just kind of cool with everybody. And that's how he maneuvers his way, being a private detective through, um, the mean streets of New York in 1971, which is awesome in the movie, by the way, if if you ever listen to me, I love that grit, uh, you get with that seventies, eighties, New York thing. And it shines through here. Um, then you're getting a, a couple interviews, um, rich oh my gosh i can't pronounce his last name um it is rich wow i don't even know i I can't even read my own writing i'm sorry but um interview with him then you get another interview this time it is from a french talk show called hotspot and it's an interview of um isaac hayes which is it's tough to watch from time to time because they can't quite decide and it's not the uh criterion it's the actual program itself they can't decide if they want to do it in french or put some uh english subtitles on or do it in english it it, it's kind of all over the place in terms of uh uh translation but it's pretty awesome lots of um live footage of isaac Hayes playing I uh, you know I I should have even um I should have researched it but if you're a fan of Public Enemy um if you ever listen to Welcome to the Terror Dome when it starts with brothers and sisters uh that's this this thing that Isaac Hayes played and um his stage presence is amazing you know it comes out in, like this giant cape it's red um but uh, I think the funniest thing to me is his his stage outfit it looks like something that Shawn Michaels, HBK would award in the 90s. It's like this chain link vest um, and some tights. It's very, it's, it's hilarious to see in comparing it to that, but it was like very of the time in the 70s. I mean, they called this, this man Black Moses. He was, you know, because he could move people with just his music, they said. So very cool to see, very cool to see. Um, then we get into another special feature called the Soul Sound. And they are basically, um, it's with a music scholar and they're exploring the soul traditions um, in, in music, essentially up to that point. And um, how this Isaac Hayes soundtrack really blew the doors open on that as well. Um, next would be Styling Shaft, uh, Joseph G all this uh, all maybe uh he was the costume designer and he just kind of goes down uh you know what they did you know how it was freezing on the the uh, shoots so you know they would have thermals under everything um they were night shooting a lot and that's how they led to the the leather um like get up that, that jeff always had on you know cool as cool as hell wearing his weather, leather jacket leather pants um but they did that essentially so they can get the reflections off him and it uh, would look cool at night. And the other funny part about this is that the character of Shaft himself it's noted through a lot of the special features is that um, a lot of it is based in Gordon Parks himself. Uh So there's literally parts of the Shaft wardrobe, I think particularly there's a point where he's wearing like a, a turtleneck and a tweed sports coat. but That's literally Gordon Parks' clothes. So that's Pretty fun to see, especially uh, going back a little bit. Uh, Richard Roundtree, when he went in for the interview, I guess, or the audition, Gordon Parks was pointing to a picture and said, "We would like a guy that looks like this." And it was an old picture that Richard Roundtree had, had uh, an ad he had been a model in, and he looked at, you know, Gordon Parks and said, "That's me." And Gordon Parks' reaction was just like, "Hmm." Mm-hmm no he no sold it pretty pretty fun um next we get some promo spots for the original shaft movie trailer radio spots uh t teaser um my favorite part is the end of the uh trailers it is rated r if you want to see shaft ask your mama um such a fun little tagline and you know like it makes you that more intrigued to see it. I think the last scene is uh, of the trailers him busting through the window on the rope to shooting up the room of uh, mobster, guys. So it's super cool to see. And, uh, you know, just builds that excitement for the movie. Um, disc two is where I messed up. I thought I was going to get to record this a little earlier than I did. I did not realize that this, too, carries a little bonus with it. It has the sequel to Shaft, Shaft's Big Score, uh, also directed by Gordon Parks. Not as good, per se, but equally as fun. They basically took everything and went a little bigger with it, um, but lost all the eyes. There's an Isaac Hayes song, but, you know, the soundtrack itself is actually done by uh, Gordon Parks. Um, Multi-talented man, you know. Uh, the first special feature after that is an interview with Gordon Parks called Listen to a Stranger. Uh, is a sit-down interview that's more of a uh, him telling his early life, early days, uh, his inspirations. He was a dining car waiter on a train as a young man. And he learned a lot. He met a lot of people. And that's kind of how he got his foot in the door. And then, you know, like his earliest success was as a uh, photographer for Life magazine. And he uh, photographed some serious subject matter. um, Poverty in Harlem, black extremism, uh, black panthers, the um, Islam, that kind of stuff. And that's how he cut his teeth. And then he went on to make documentaries. And then he made his first film, The Learning Tree, which is um, pretty much critically praised. (sighs) Then comes my favorite uh, of all the special features it's three parts it's called a complicated man the shift legacy uh three parts you got a bad mother is born no questions asked and a legend in his time and it's interviews um and it's from this year mind you so it's it's very up to date but it's interviews with a lot of actors a lot of uh influencers who you know were influenced by by this movie uh samuel jackson's in it you know he played in the remake of shaft um, there's some people from the new shaft uh richard roundtree is obviously a part of it michael jai white um, but it's it's insane like when you watch it i mean this character has literally lived on for 50 years between the three films a tv show um, there were graphic novels made in about 2015 then there was in 2000 you had the remake and then in 2019 you had the reboot i guess you would call but um you know three generations of shaft right there in that movie which is pretty cool to see Um, and it's just fun it's a fun um a fun watch you know especially when they're talking about the style uh how it influenced it in, in the 70s. You know, everybody wanted to look like Shaft. They wanted that leather jacket and the, the perfect mustache and to be as cool and have a, a sarcastic quip if anyone gave him shit. And, you know, it goes to show... You could see it. Like, Michael Jai White talks... You know, he made Black Dynamite. It's damn near a spoof of Shaft and all the other black exploitation movies of the time. And then... After that, you get. I'm uh, sorry, John Shaft, and the Black Detective tradition. This one was a little over my head because I'm not into literature, um, but it's the history of det- Black detectives in particular.ly But how it even came about um, through the film noir, not film noir. I'm sorry, the noir stories. Um, and then out in California, there was literally one publisher that started doing Black Pulp Fiction. And then from there authors would create novels. Um are they called novels? I don't even know if they're called novels. Like I said, not a book guy, but uh stories about these black detectives. And most of them were very hammy and cheesy uh until Shaft was was put out and um it was more real He was like the flawed hero, that kind of thing. And people related to it. And then, you know, from there, you kind of get the differences between the film and the book itself. And while they're not major, a lot of people seem to think that the the film made it a little better. But people, some people really like the book as well. And it sounds like it's a win-win either way. Um, then you get a behind-the-scenes featurette, which isn't really much of a behind-the-scenes featurette. It's uh, on the set of Chef's Big Score, and it's this it's basically a guy and a camera um, trying to interview Gordon Parks and Richard Roundtree at different times while they're literally like filming a stunt scene. Uh, so there's points where like the crew just like drags. Uh, Richard Roundtree away like in the middle of answering a question and stuff Um, they talk to Richard Roundtree stunt double and same thing he just like jumps in a car and like bounces like in the middle of a sentence so pretty funny in that sense especially because it's like you're almost like how did these guys get on the set if you know they weren't prepared to answer any other questions uh, or take time to to stop shooting or in between shooting or whatever and then the final special feature on the blu-ray uh it is the trailer for shafts big score and i mean the trailer is the trailer alone is bigger than the first movie uh i mean in the trailer just like in the movie there's a car chase a boat chase and a helicopter chase in that order all together it's just one continuous scene of chase after chase after chase um and just kind of like i said shows that you know they were ready to make some money with this they're putting the money back into it i think the first film had a million dollar budget and brought something like 13 million back uh it was a major studio mgm that put it out so it's like oh they saw money to be made and they were gonna essentially i wouldn't say suck it dry because they didn't go nuts with it but by the time shaft in africa comes out apparently it's not very good it's no longer gordon parks directing uh, they went more of a James Bond route with it. Um, I haven't seen that one yet, so I'm gonna hold any judgment there. But altogether, um, I think what I'll do with this series is maybe give the Blu-rays, the releases themselves, a star system. Maybe like five stars. I give this a solid three and a half stars. Um, this would easily be a five-star review of um, supplement on supplemental. If there was the whole recording session with Isaac Hayes and Gordon Parks and the musicians and stuff, because it is it's fascinating, like just a bunch of guys sitting there coming up um, with what's going to become the most uh, iconic theme song for a hero pretty much ever Um, to this day. You know, that shaft is one bad mother. Shut your mouth. I mean, you, you hear it all over the place. Um. And that's it so like i said killer pod presents supplemental uh with jeff Batista. i'm not really on a time frame with these they'll come out when they come out um if you enjoy it if you don't enjoy it uh, get on my instagram at nl cipher c-y-p-h-e-r let me know um, if you have any requests um uh, Definitely not against buying Blu-rays. Uh, I should probably stop, but you know, I'm I can't because I'm addicted. But like I said, man, it's just something I wanted to do. Uh, a little something on my own, something for fun. I watch these things a lot, and the special features are something I never really get to talk to anybody about because, you know, not a whole lot of people want to sit with me and watch these things. But if you listened, I appreciate it. If you dig it, let me know. And until next time, love, peace, and chicken grease, I am out of here.